I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Blues, it happens every night. And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine. I ain't lying. The summer heat never treats me kind, it leaves trouble on my mind. Oh, it takes some summer heat right so now. I'm bidding farewell, putting in my notice, and I'll see you at another time. This highway does not know my name, and I don't care. Sure don't. Heading my way for another place, and I got three good tires and a spare. Listen to this. Listen to this old hook right here. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there. Woo. I wrote it, but I like it. A little Biloxi Blues by yours freaking truly right here. Hope you're doing okay out there. Hope you're doing okay out there. Low Budget Live, not so live, from the Low Budget Live Bar and Grill, often imitated or recently imitated, but never duplicated. (laughs) Oh, what's up, lowlifers? Yeah, yeah, and I forget who made that comment. There were several names thrown out there amongst you guys in the comments, and I and I kind of settled on that one a little bit. The low lifers, what's up, low lifers? I like it. Low lifers. If you like something better, comment below. What should the fans and the listeners and the supporters uh, of the low budget live, not so live show be? What should you be called? The low lifers. I like that one though. The low lifer. There were some really good ones. The low budget legion was another one I really liked. But the uh, the low lifers. So what's up, low lifers? Hope you're doing well in your life. This is actually uh, you're going to be hearing this on Monday, January 27th. I try to always upload on Mondays. I like that. I like to do that. And I normally record, you know, pre-record either on Monday mornings or I record on Sundays. But today it's actually uh, a little early, a little early, and and I'm doing this on Friday. And the reason being is my guest today 
could do it today, couldn't do it any other time, and we've been trying to get lined up, and I'm very, very, very excited about having him on. And then, uh, but even more importantly than that, is my little buddy, my little fishing buddy, my little just just dude in life. He's my guy. Um, Ryder D, little Ryder Duncan turns nine years old on Monday, and so uh, when you hear this, it'll be Ryder's man, Ryder man's birthday. So happy birthday to Ryder! But on Sunday. Wintertime, it's tough having birthdays. You know, summertime, you can swim parties, do all this cool stuff for kids' birthdays. But wintertime can be kind of tough, you know. So we are uh, we're going to go do some fun stuff on Sunday, some indoor activities, maybe some video games, maybe some Dave & Buster's. I might uh, win a teddy bear for the triple threat. I don't know. Maybe that's what I do. Maybe that's how I get the weekend going the right way. The claw machine, you know what I'm saying? Still her heart. I don't know, but uh, we're going to go do some shenanigans on Sunday um, with Ryder Man, get out of the house, and uh, looking forward to that. So you'll actually be hearing this on uh, on Monday. So uh, there are some things we don't know. We don't know right now as I speak. I don't know who's going to win this FLW, but I'm going to say John Cox. I'm going to say John Cox because so, uh, we just got one day in the bag. Um, and as I record this, there hasn't even been a day two weigh in. So, but I'll get to that. But I'll get to that. First up, I want to say thank you to the fine folks at StarTron Starbright for bringing you Low Budget Live. I've actually been down in the shop, uh, wiping down the, uh, the, the Ranger that I had last year. It's sold. Um, uh, Mr. John Hatfield, a nice man who has actually bought the boat via email. Okay. Via email, we did this deal, and he was deployed overseas um, defending our great nation and, and uh, giving his time to support this country and, and, and give guys like me a platform to uh, run my mouth. And so John and I, we worked it out, and he's coming to pick up his Ranger bass boat tomorrow that he bought and uh, from me. And I've been down there using some Starbright because it's cold outside. I've been down there rubbing that thing down like a, like a daggum uh, genie in a bottle, baby. And um, getting it ready for him, but very cool, man. John, John, and I talked yesterday, and and I'm looking forward. We're going to go out on the water for a couple of hours. But my man has been gone for better part of uh, was gone better part of 2019 overseas, and with all the conflict going on right now, he didn't know that he was going to get to come home when he thought he was. And uh, you know, you just it puts things in perspective when you talk to a guy that that basically risks his life for us. And uh, but but these guys love the same things. And John was sure to tell me yesterday that he loves low budget and he loves the things that we're doing on YouTube and, and says that a lot of the soldiers really gets them through over there. And man, that hearing that um, just makes my day. So um, that's a long, long way to say thank you to Starbright for uh, supporting low budget. But yeah, I was, I was thinking about that this morning. I was like, this is so crazy. You know, those guys helped me do a show and it helps those guys when they're overseas. And so thank you to John and thank you to all of our military uh, out there. I don't say thank you enough. So uh, much respect to those, those folks and much respect to Starbright and StarTron for bringing you low budget live. I uh, was using that boat guard this morning down there, scrubbing down the boat, but I uh, had to put some of this on the daggum weed eater this weekend, try to fix some of them issues I had with it. Um, we are in full swing, guys. We are in full swing with the FAC, the FAC, the Fat Ass Challenge. Fat Ass Challenge, and I hope if you're playing along with the Fat Ass Challenge with us that it's going well for you. Uh, I am down 13 pounds. Oh, look at me. I'm down 13 pounds. 
I could not be happier. I feel like that is, uh, you know, we're three weeks in, call it. And uh, it's, a, it's, it's a lot of work. And I'm not working out as much as I should be this week. The way, I, I like to run outside, and the weather's been terrible. It's been cold. Those aren't excuses. i got to get my butt in a gym. But uh, this week was tough, though, for me. And I, I don't know if you, those of you that, that go through diets and, and exercise that aren't, aren't very disciplined like me, you, you look for an excuse. But, man, we've had birthday parties, and I've avoided delicious cakes and treats and things. And um, we're going to have another one coming up this week, and it's going to be another challenge for me because I like sweets, right? Uh, but I'll say that this week was even harder because I traveled. I had to travel for TH Marine, and it was difficult. You know, um, being on the road is hard. Life is not set up for you to eat healthy. You've got to go out of your way to find something that's better than a cheeseburger rolling down the road and some french fries because we're in a rush. You're you're always in a hurry. You're going to run in. You're going to get some gas station snacks. And luckily, a lot of the gas stations, truck stops, um, the pilots and the loves out there do have some fruits, some vegetables and things. So you can not slip into that Snickers bar. So I was able to survive the week, but it was hard. This week was probably my hardest. And that and that's weird. I don't know if it's because I'm I'm shedding some LBs, some low budget LBs, some LBLBs, LBLBs. But uh, I don't know if that's the case and I'm losing it. And so my appetite's not shrinking with it yet or what, but like I was hungry this week. I, I was hungry. So I don't know what y'all are going through out there, but uh, I, I talked to Big C on the on the FAC and uh, he was telling me, you know, that he's traveling this week as well. And he said he's having a tough week. Uh, he's just been trying to go smaller portions and and work out some and he sounded like he was having a uh, having a time with it as well. So it's not easy, man. But just don't don't quit. You know, I don't want to sound like a complete motivational goofball, but don't quit. If you want to lose weight, don't quit. And thirteen pounds is a lot. Okay, for me, that's a lot. Don't I, and I'm not eating a lot. I'm drinking a lot of water. And I'm doing cardio. So don't don't get stressed if you only lost five or six pounds. Okay. Or if you miss a day or two and you eat a burger and you do what, just don't quit. You can just start it all over, man. Just have that day where you say, hey, I'm just going to start all over. And just do that. Do that. And I think that uh, together with all of us working on this, I'm getting the messages from folks. Y'all are tagging me up on Instagram and stuff. And keep doing that, man. It's motivating me. It's helping me get through it. I do not like eating healthy. I don't. None of us do. Some people probably do. Um, but And I've got some things that I like that I'm finding to help me get through my cravings and different things. But uh, um, it's it's a challenge, though. It's the FAC. It's the fat-ass challenge for that reason. So, uh, you know, just thank you for participating and thank you for supporting me through it because, I, I mean, truly, my goal is 40 pounds. I know I will not hit that between now and, and our deadline of March 6th at the Classic when this thing's going to go down. I know that, right? And that's not feasible. But for this year, that's my goal is 40 pounds. I want to get down. We all know I started at 220 when Big C and I weighed. Again, we did the official weigh-in. Again, I was at like 225, a clothes on, um, with all my cowboy boots and all that. But now I'm, I'm like to 207. And uh, I'm taking that 220 as more of an accurate weight than the 225. But um, So I'm 13 down from that. But, you know, I want to get to 180. I want to get to 180. And I want to, you know, I want to have to take Big C's money. I'm going to win the 500. And I want to have to go buy new clothes, <laughs> new pants. But, but man, I'm working hard at it. And uh, I, But, I, like I said, didn't get to work out as much this week. But I hope y'all are sticking with it. And if y'all still, you know, even the, the 
I've kind of cut it off for people that are going to get prizes, but uh, uh, for this, and I'm putting some stuff together for that still. But um, you know, follow along, man. Send me a, send me an email, lowbudgetlive the number one at gmail.com. Send me an email about your weight loss journeys and things, and uh, maybe you've lost some weight. Maybe you got some something to share with me. But um, heck yeah, just thank y'all, thank y'all for uh, for hanging with me on on this uh, FAC. The FAC, yeah, you know me. So when you hear this, like I said earlier, uh, we won't know who won the first FLW Tour, FLW Pro Second, whatever we have to call it now. Um, It's not a tour because the Bass Pro Tour exists. Don't you forget it. Uh, But the FLW Pro Second, the first one kicked off out at Rayburn yesterday. You guys will hear this on Monday. If you're confused, don't be confused. I recorded this on Friday. Uh. But it's kicked off, and no, uh, no big shocker there. John Cox, right there at the top of the leaderboard. And I talked to John last night, and he said that uh, said he got lucky, but he's full of crap. Okay, uh, I, you know, we don't know who's going to win, but all I can say is that dude picks up right where he leaves off. And I've got to think that when all this is said and done, and when this guy's career. One of these days, he retires from this sport. And he's a marathon man this year. He's fishing the Elite Series. I got to think he goes down as one of the top five greatest of all time. That's a statement, right? You got Clun, you got Roland Martin, you got Van Dam, you got Thrift and Dudley and freaking, you know, the list goes on and on and on and on and on and on. And arguments can be made in different eras, and these, these kind of things get talked about on sports shows all the time and other sports, but... John Cox fishes out of an an aluminum boat, okay? The guy makes the situation fit his fishing style wherever he goes, and he always catches them. That's not always the case for even some of these greats. So it's, it's incredible to me. He's such a humble dude, such a good dude, and truly enjoys fishing. He enjoys the sport. And he just laughs and giggles. Dude, it's it's awesome being around John. And but he's this, he possesses this ability that's incredible. That is absolutely incredible. But uh, a lot of the names up there in the top 10 didn't surprise me. There were the guys that I figured would catch them now that you know would really show out. They've always shown out now. Uh, they're just continuing that. Uh, I saw Joseph Webster was up there, called him pretty good. Little Sammy George called him good. Uh, on the first day, but the weights were down for Rayburn. It's just kind of way different than when we were there last year. So it's going to be crazy to see how that plays out. We will talk about that on next week's uh, LBL and hopefully get the winner on. We'll see about that. Uh, depends on who it is, most likely, I would say, uh, and what they think about a little budget live. Uh, we will try, though, because this is the second major tournament of the year. We had the first Bassmaster Open, and now we've got uh, FLW Pro Circuit Tour, which now... This week is brought to you by Tackle Warehouse. The Tackle Warehouse FLW Pro Circuit. I tell you what, there are a lot of things that could have been announced in the sport of professional fishing that would have that that wouldn't have surprised me, right? But that one did. That one did. It surprised me. Got to send a text to our guest. So that one surprised me. 
And and it surprised me for a number of reasons. Um, the late announcement on it, day two of practice, they announce it. You know, it's a recent signing. Even uh, what's his face? That's the what's the guy that doesn't like me with MLF? Uh, even what's his face at the FLW meeting was quoted in saying that they had signed him in December. So it was a late signing. You know, they didn't have their crap together, and and they kicked a lot of sponsors to the curb uh, with some of their antics, which I've talked about. So. They had to go out and find new sponsors. But this one is this one is weird for me for a lot of reasons. First of all, Tackle Warehouse is one of the most successful businesses in this United States in the fishing industry. They're incredible. I order from them. You order from them. Everybody orders from them. My daddy orders from them. My freaking brother. Uh, everybody. Everybody. Uh, everybody. They, they, you know, I was at Lake Champlain one time, upstate New York, and ordered some freaking Cinco's to be overnighted the next day from California and paid freaking $10 and got them. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's insanity. They get you your stuff and they got the stuff, you know, they got what the crap you want, you know? Um, so everybody, so they, they, they have this business model. It's just like, and they don't advertise a lot, right? They've sponsored a few guys. I think Jared Littner, they've sponsored Cody Meyer. They've sponsored Brent Ayler, some guys, but you know, they don't do a lot of advertising because they don't have to. So this was, this was a surprise to me. These are my, these are my thoughts on it. I think they got that sponsorship, which is title sponsorship of the top level of FLW, okay? I think they probably got it for a deal. I think they definitely got it for a deal. But it's twofold, okay? There's a lot going on here. I think Tackle Warehouse probably stole it at a really good deal. So it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. Signage everywhere, whatever. The other thing here that's worth talking about is this happens after you see Bass Pro Shops and all White River Marine brands that they own, Ranger, Triton, Nitro, no longer a part of FLW, pulled out. Bass Pro's not sponsoring the high school deal anymore, but they still sponsor the BPT, and I think they have a lengthy contract there. But the confusing part of this is, just the strange part, is MLF's tight with Bass Pro Shops, but sold the FLW Pro Circuit, which is now the feeder system for the Bass Pro Shops Bass Pro Tour, to one of Bass Pro Shops' biggest competitors in online retailing. That's confusing to me in a marketing business world sense, okay? And that's what you get. I mean, when things like this overlap, people at other companies, you know, people at Bass Pro, people at Tackle Warehouse, if it was the Tackle Warehouse Bass Pro Tour, which wouldn't make sense, but go with it. If it was that and then they sold it to Bass Pro Shops, I would imagine some people would be upset. You know, um, I've been involved with companies before and you're sponsoring an event and then all of a sudden a competitor is sponsoring that event too and it doesn't make any sense. They just take everybody's money, um, you know, whatever that event is. Not talking about FLW in particular here, but uh, FLW has done that before. And, and you know, they've had Evan Rude and they've had Mercury at the same time. So, I mean, I understand that those things do work. But when your flagship trail now, the MLFLW BPT presented by Bass Pro Shops, whatever, the feeder system for that is this FLW Pro Circuit, and now it's sponsored by Tackle Warehouse, it's very confusing. It's very confusing. 
it's almost like there was a little dagger thrown Bass Pro's way. A little bit. A little gig. Should have done this. This is what we're going to do. I don't know, man. But I do say this. Is I said the same thing whenever Ranger got out and Phoenix got in. Kudos to those guys. Tackle Warehouse is going to get a lot of play out of this. It'll help them further. Um, thank you for supporting FLW and supporting those anglers because there's a lot of good guys over there that uh, that want a place to land, and that's that was their only choice, and that's what they're going to do. So thanks to Tackle Warehouse for doing that. It's it's you know it's cool to see, but it's uh, the timing of it is strange on a business front for MLF FLW. I thought you know I applaud them for getting the sponsorship. I, I think it's think it's great. Uh, it is great for FLW. It's great for Tackle Warehouse, just like the Phoenix thing and all that. But it's just there's there's it's just kind of fuzzy for me, a little blurry, a little fuzzy. You know, um, comment below what you think about that. Comment below. I, I don't I don't know. Um, we're all Tackle Warehouse fans. A lot of people are Bass Pro fans, but it seems that there is something there that I feel like's a little you know a little tense, a little tense. You can poke it. Poke it, poke it. <laughs> it's it's uh, you cut it with a knife, you know. It's, I don't know something going on there, but uh, it, it, lots of things are are very interesting in the sponsorship world. We've seen, um, you know, you've seen Alton Jones Senior announce he's in a Ranger. Uh, Alton Jones Junior in a Phoenix that that he got. Um, You've seen Mark Davis go back to Bass Cat. Kelly Jordan announcing he's running a Mercury instead of a Yamaha. He's been a Skeeter guy forever. All MLF guys. Um, but you've seen there's lots of crazy changes going on in the sponsorship world. And then uh, today I was reading um, uh, Gerald Swindle and several guys are now no longer with uh, Hook, it looks like, and they are with AFCO. And, and maybe uh, I think Brent Ayler might have went to Sims as well, I was reading, but uh, might not be officially announced. I don't know. Saw that somewhere. But uh, there's some deals going down out there um, in this bass fishing world, moving and shaking, so I don't know what's going on with all that. But uh, definitely some things changing, always changing. But uh, but the main focus this week is that FLW tournament, and, and uh, good luck to all the guys in it. Except for uh, guys I don't like. <laughs> no, good luck to all those guys um, out there. And and I uh, saw my main man, Daniel Fennell, got promoted to FLW Tournament Director, FLW Pro Circuit Tournament Director, as well-deserved Bill Taylor. Oh, Bill! Bill is now the Senior Tournament Director of Operations or something for FLW now. Oh, Bill, he's been there forever, my buddy Bill. Um, and, I, you know, I haven't missed it as much this week as I thought I would. But I've been busy and uh, just pulling for my guys, pulling for Sammy, pulling for Brad, Knight, and uh, all the other guys out there that care about doing the damn thing. So uh, one other thing before we get our guest home, who I'm so excited about, to say the very least, is something else that's going on that I heard about this week. And it's going to be interesting to see if this one – and so this is kind of like telling tales out of school. So this is allegedly – I don't want anybody coming at me. This is juicy, though. Allegedly, there are three right now big names, because I don't know about the others. They'll probably be some of the ones that don't matter as much, but three guys, big guys, okay? Big, big guys. Former classic champions. 
in recent years that aren't going to the Bassmaster Classic. Big ones. Three big ones, okay, that fans will show up wanting to meet and see and hug and, you know, love on and get autographs and pictures from. Three big ones. We'll see if anything changes with that. And I've got the names, but I'm not going to say the names. Okay, I'm not going to say the names because it'll just start a whole storm. I, I don't want to, you know, whatever. But there are three that, that claim they're not going. And, and uh, you know, it's one of those things that uh, I think that's a shame. I do. Uh, you came up in bass. It, without the classics, you wouldn't have been what you were in the sport, what you are in the sport. And, uh, and so you act like you're doing bass a favor by being – being at their event. The event's going to be crowded anyways. The event will be crowded. We talked about it with Mercer last week, but the event's going to be crowded. So it's just silly that 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 the egos are that big that you're going to pull the plug and not go support your sponsors that are going to be there. That's a joke to me. And if I'm that sponsor, sponsoring those anglers, you ain't got a deal next year. I don't care who you are care if you've won everything in the damn sport. You ain't getting a sponsorship next year. That's how it should be. Probably won't go down that way. That's how it should be, though, because you've got young guys, hungry guys out there working hard. You've got YouTube influencers. You've got people that bust their ass every single day to support their sponsors and actually move a needle, not just a name on a jersey. And they'll show up wherever they need to show up all the time. They don't pick sides. So it's not fair that these guys that are legends in our sport can pick and choose and not get called on it, right? That's, uh, you know, if it was indeed as simple as, hey, I got fired by my job, I'm not going to go to something that former employer is doing, I get that, right? But it's different. It's about the fans. And you're just showing everybody you're true colors at that point. You are. You definitely are. So, my guest today is a human being that I have the largest amount of respect for. Um, probably the largest amount of respect I have for anybody in this industry, okay? He has... An amazing television show, Zona's Awesome Fishing Show. He's an amazing host on the Bassmasters. He has done more for our sport in making it more exciting in the coverage than just about anybody has ever. Him and Tommy Sanders are an amazing duo, always have been. Now you got Davey Height in the mix um, on there, but who does a great job as well. But these guys, they absolutely kill it. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, we're going to see if we can get him on the phone right now. I am so freaking happy to get to talk to Mark Zona today. See if, see if we can get this little this little boy on the phone. Hello. Oh, hey Mark Zona, Luke Duncan. <laughs> oh, oh, hey. Hey, bud. <laughs> I am sorry I'm two weeks late for this, Luke. You but. are t- definitely two weeks late, but um it's it's okay. It's okay. You've had a crazy, uh, crazy stuff going on in life, and you've been uh, you've been catching some smallmouth this week. Sounds like. 
I, you know, actually, I'll be honest with you. I'm going to go 50-50. Ooh. Uh, large mouth, small mouth mix. And the interesting thing. Really? Gosh, they were intermixing, living right with each other. No kidding. Yeah, it's no fun kidding. week. Man. And so fun is week. that for this season or next season? I, I am, I'm not, I've never been able to do this before, Luke. I am going, it's going to be for next season. I wanted to get one knocked out before work and life and everything hits in the next week or two, I'm going to air it the exact same week next season as we shot. Oh, very cool. I like that. Yes. I like that because yes. that you don't see that a lot in TV or even in the YouTube world because it's hard. You've got a plan, like you're saying. you got life and you got things, and you normally shoot in advance. So for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, Zona made a post this morning about this, but he's been at Dale Hollow Lake in Tennessee in, the, in temperatures in the teens with Brandon Lester just cracking on them this week. Gosh, it was fun, Luke. And I'll tell you, I, the coldest I had ever taped in, besides ice fishing, the coldest I had ever taped in was 19 degrees. And when I woke up on Wednesday to roll tape, it was 16 degrees. And at 11, it was 24 degrees. And here, here's, what's, here's what's really jacked up about that is, man, I fished, you know, Ozark lakes and table rocks and, and Michigan lakes went before they freeze. I have never fished. I, I, I've taped there before in the winter time with Davy, right? With Davy. Yeah. And, and the, the anomaly of Dale hollow compared to anywhere I've been in the winter time, it there, the, your entire rod was an icicle, not just the guides. Everything was ice, right? Mm hmm. It was staggering how hard they would hit a jig in those temperatures. Unbelievable. Staggering. Unreal. That place has always been known. Being a but I'm a I'm a middle Tennessee guy, so I'm like three hours to the west of there, Tennessee River and all that. And our winter fishing is okay. You know, we right. get some but but Dale Hollow is this fabled winter time fishery. That's like the Billy Westmorelands and a lot of those smallmouth gurus up there back in the day. That's when they caught those giants. You know, uh, some of the stories you always tell. And I remember watching your show with Davy. Now it wasn't as easy as this one, right? <laughs> you know, it, but y'all no, caught no, them. It, it, it was what was weird was it was typical wintertime fishing. You'd go in, you know. Typical wintertime fishing is is very, very, very small, isolated windows where they'll bite. Mm -hmm. No matter no no matter where you're at. Yeah, but true. but but I, I, the largemouth population. I mean, there's grass there now, yeah, yep. and the large the largemouth population that now mixes with those smallmouth. I mean, I'll bet you we had thirty to forty jig bites. Probably landed twenty five of those. Um, but gosh, the number of three to four pound fish for, and you know, camera worthy fish, um, I, that it was, here's what I can tell you. It was very, very hard to leave. <laughs> you know, yes. the, the only thing I hear in this is, uh, 
the silence that was my phone not ringing while you were there. And I know you got stuff going on, right? Like, I know you got a TV show. Yeah, you're a big deal. You got your zone is awesome. But, like, there I'm right down go. the Just damn road. Go. I'm right down the damn road. Like, call me and go, hey, bud, you got your little YouTube thing. Maybe you bring a GoPro and come up here and catch the hell out of someone. I don't, I don't know. I'm not saying I'm mad, but it, we're going to have to have a talk. <laughs> I will defend myself. I don't know if you've been to Beardstown, Tennessee. Yes. You cannot you cannot send a text in no. email ever. Yeah. The, the, the positive the positive is there's nobody there. The negative is there's nobody there. Exactly right. You would have needed a, three or four courier pigeons because some of them would have got drunk and lost <laughs> getting out you know, of there. And, I, and I'll tell you one of the things that that was amazing about it. No no BS is. It's kind of a little bit the lake that time forgot. Yes, you know, for sure. For, for thousand percent, yes. Like there was some old timers, you know, those crusty old timers that would come up and, and BS at the ramp with us. And I'd look at their rods and it's floating flies. Yep. And dude, I, I love that. Mm-hmm. I, and and, and it, it is the gathering place of that cult and that group of for fishermen. Sure, for sure. Really cool. Cumberland's a little like that. You know, I fished a couple FLWs up there, and it is kind of that way, but it became the big, um, you know, houseboat yes. party lake, you know. Um, it's also a great lake. I would suggest you film there one day, uh, in like March or April. That place can be insane, but um, it's incredible. But Del Hollow is. I've been there several times, and it is all. I've never caught them that good. I've always had weird weather stuff happen, and just never really caught them like I, I should have. And uh, but it it's got several things going for it between the grass, like you're saying. You, you hear about the smallmouth, but the largemouth fishing there is incredible. I mean, I've got friends up that way that crush them. Luke, I'm dead serious. I purposely shifted this show a day. Because Tuesday was going to be so raw. It was going to blow 15, high of, I think it was 29. And I went out with a buddy on Tuesday before the crew got there. Nobody was there. And I just wanted to go go and feel the lake out. Damn, I wish we would have taped on Tuesday. On the nasty days. Dude, it was so nasty and raw. And it... And what was interesting is I roll. We rolled all of our hooks, and I'm I'm not over exaggerating. We're throwing a three quarter ounce jig on those deep flats next to the bluffs. You know those mm-hmm. tabletops. Yeah. Twenty to 30, twenty to thirty foot of water next to a bluff, and they they literally they would slack line the jig and then try to pull the rod out of your hand for twenty to thirty seconds. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. So, what you just said was interesting. I want to I want to get into a lot of things. So, you've been shooting these shows for a long time, and this is something I think that people don't realize. You actually go out because I talk to you a good bit, and and I and I hear you say what you just said a lot. You go out. You're actually pre fish. You have to pre fish for these shows to put to, in order to be efficient. You have to go find these fish. And you're shaking them off. Hey, man, let's come back tomorrow. Do you you do that a lot? Like you're pre you're tournament practicing, right? Thousand percent. You know, I never. What's funny is I never used to do that. When I, so let's go back 15 years. 
I used to, I don't know, just show up <laughs> You do the traveling circus, yeah. <laughs> right. But, but, but a Zona show, it's weird because I, I taped with Brandon Lester, but so many guys that I've taped with throughout the years, whether they come to water, I fish, or I go to water, they fish, or we go to water, neither of us has, mm-hmm. have fished. I, I look at a show very, very, very similar to a tournament. Um, but I don't, I, and here's where it's similar. A fishing show, you have a very big entry fee. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, There's where it's very similar, and (laughs) and and the other side of it is when you're with a crew, uh, your time is money. Yes, it is. is Yes, it is. Um, And and the other side of it is, uh, I want the show to show out, no matter where we go, in some way, shape, or form, and to at least. Not to have it completely dialed in, but at least to have a template of, all right, kind of know what's going on. Um, let's, you know, let's jam and do this. Uh, like, it, it helps. It, it exponentially helps, and it helps uh, to, to, to tell a story of, of what that show is going to transpire into. Because here's the thing. In one day, Dale Hollow changed, and we yes. had to, to switch up a little bit. But it... it uh, Going and at least putting in, grinding out a ten-hour day alone, getting your, making sure the electronics are right, the you know everything's right, is is uh, I, I'm pretty religious about that now. When I can now look, don't get me wrong, I tape one private lake show a year. It's I you know it's our cheat day. Yes. Um, you don't need to pre-fish those. Products. You just roll up and and start slinging that frog. <laughs> <laughs> right. That was That's last week's episode, right? That was last week's episode. I haven't yeah. got to see it yet. I've got a DVR, and I just got to see the uh, the Instagram clip you posted of just ridiculousness. Yes. Clark Wendelin is Clark is uh, you know, you know oh, I love Clark. Fishing. He's one of my heroes, man, in fishing. Always. Clark is seventy one years old, and he looked at me. <laughs> we got done taping, and he goes, "Zona, this is the finest place." He goes, "Can I just beg?" that I can come back next year to this place. But Hackney was there. The It's weird. Hackney got to see the show last night. And Hackney was like, I can't believe how big those fish got in one year. But I've never, ever, no matter if it's been Mexico or Falcon, when it was, was crazy, I've never been to a... a a private body. Any, I've never been anywhere like that little place we found. Really? That's cool. So uh, how long has it, how long has it had bass in it? I'm going to say that it's had bass for four years. Wow. And they're, they're all, you know, they're all year class. So they're all, when Hackney and I went, they were all four to five pounds and now they're all six to seven and a half. <laughs> and, and here's, here's what's jacked up, Luke, is I asked, the, the owner of the owner of the lake, really really nice old timer. I, I said, uh, "Do you come down a lot?" He's like, "Oh gosh, I've never, I, I've never made a cast." <laughs> and, and I kind of I looked at him, and his name is Mister Pat. And, and I said, uh, "What are you waiting for?" He said, "Oh, I just want there to be all ten pounders, and then maybe I'll fish a little bit." Oh. And I said, "I said, Mister Pat, that is the best idea I've ever heard." <laughs> On planet Earth, is he adopting? (laughs) 
I love my dad, but I would straight up trade him for Mr. Pat right now. I said, I I will mow your lawn, wash your truck, whatever you need for once a year that I could come in here. Unbelievable. That's too cool, dude. So I I talked to uh, our buddy, Dave, crazy, uh, crazy Canadian Kansas City Chief fan. I've got to say that because I lost a bet to him last week. But uh, Mercer on the show last week, and he said something that uh, reminded me of some things that you've said in the past about how he knew at some point that he was meant for things in fishing other than tournaments. And a lot of people I don't think realize that about you in, in that, dude, you chased it. You chased it pretty hard and had success. You know, fishing the yeah. Ever Starts, yeah. part of the FLW organization. I mean, you were out there fishing invitationals. You you worked hard at the tournament game, which makes you dangerous, uh, even more dangerous as a commentator because you know what those guys are going through. But when was that point for you when you're like, I don't think the tournament career is what I want as much as spreading the word about fishing, showing the fishing's fun, doing the TV production stuff. When did that happen for you? You know, you know gosh, that's an interesting question. It, it's a, uh, I, I won, I won angler of the year on the ever starts. I don't know what, I think it was like 2002 or mm-hmm. 2003. And, and I did, I had a pile that, you know, that's when they cut, that's when they first started, like they cut it down to 10 on the final day. And, and, and I got, you know, I was fortunate enough a couple different times where I, I would have a camera in my boat. And, and Luke, I'm not saying this, no bullshit. I was finding myself having more fun on the final, which is usually the most critical day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and misbehaving than I was trying <laughs> to win the tournament. <laughs> but 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 here here's what was really, here's, here's what was really, really bizarre is, don't get me wrong, you know, my... Karen, the scorpion woman that I'm married to, we paid a lot of bills off tournament. I mean, yeah, it was it was 50 tournaments were always 50 percent of my income from the day I walked out of high school till I started TV. It was always half of our income. But wow. the, the other side of it, I, Luke, I was a cherry picker. I picked I picked the lakes I went to um, to put odds in our favor. Now that also met when Hunter and Jacob were born is basically right when television came along where I either had to make a decision. Am I a bass fisherman, a part-time boat salesman, or am I going to go try this television thing? But, but here's what was interesting about why I didn't go do it. I'm not going to lie. I always wanted to go, to fisheries where you could blast them, blast them. And, and that's what, that's how I chased tournaments and tournament, you know, money was going to bodies of water that, that kind of fit my comfort zone and, and how I enjoyed to fish. Um, you know, when I look back on it, it's weird. I, I, I look back and say, let's say I got a dozen top tens in either, BASS events or ever start whatever it was at the time I was too immature to close the door on those tournaments. Like I sit down now and I'll have a cocktail and think of three or four tournaments on the final day at Champlain or thousand islands or Detroit river or Lake Martin in Alabama. And I'm like, 
dang it, I know where I messed up on that final day. But I was so I was so relieved at the time to make a final day because I knew I could make house payments or car payments that it was almost like dang it, all right, the, the weight of the world's off my shoulders. I mean, I, I got some money. Instead of, it. dang it, I got to go win this thing. Now, I took, I think I took three consecutive, three or four consecutive second place finishes. And that was before that dude, what's his name from uh, uh, Texas, that won three or four. Um, well, gosh, what's his name? It's skipping me right now. Um, In the ever starts? Yeah, and the ever starts. Who won those three or four tournaments? He fishes. Oh, uh, oh, uh, Hanselman Ray. Hanselman. Yeah, Hansel Ma- like, Hanselmania. I think they dubbed it that year. Yeah. I was like, wow, I was so close to doing that, but they were all second place finishes. Jeez. Um, and and and, I, and I'll tell you, it. Uh, I remember going to tournaments. I remember this so vividly clear. Karen looking looking at me as I'm walking out the door, and she. She wouldn't say it, but she was saying it. She'd be like, hey, catch him. And I knew what that meant. That that wasn't good luck. That, that was, was bring home some ch- it's a check. <laughs> catch him. And, yeah. and, and, and I'll, I'll be honest with you. I was way more of a, all right, just get in the top 10, pay some bills, get to the next one. But but I'll be honest with you, man. It, it at the time wasn't for me. Here's what's funny is I talked to Jeff Coble. Coble's been around for 9 million years. Yes. When when I had the drive, I really did not have the the mental and financial side of it, if that makes sense. Totally. Get it. Yeah. Now now in going into my 50s when maybe I have a little more comfort, man, my drive is in all honesty, my drive is my my, my tournament is my show. Yep. And it, it all kind of worked out. So I, I guess that was a really long version of what you asked. No, it, it, but it's, no, it's, a, it's, it's an incredible story because that stuff, and I feel like I know you fairly well, and that, that stuff that I don't, I don't know, you know, I don't know that you're making 50% of your income off of tournaments back in the day because you were, you were also selling boats, right? You were doing uh, retail boat sales? Dude, I was selling boats, and this is no joke. I fished everything, everything within 100 miles of my door. And, and, you know, but, and that's a positive and a negative because if you do okay, and I'm, you know, I did, I, I caught a few bass. It, the negative was you got a lot of people within a hundred miles of your door that didn't like you. <laughs> <laughs> do you think you've turned them now? Um, I, I'll get in one or two a year with Hunter and Jacob, but, but Karen tends to tell me to not, not go. Well, back. now the boys you know, seem to be picking on them up there pretty bad too. <laughs> The boys hold their own. I learn a lot yes. from Hunter and 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 what's funny is they're very, very, very mellow kids. Like oh, there's yeah. oftentimes there um there's oftentimes where I'm like, Boy, did I get the right twins at the hospital? <laughs> um but they're 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 I always say flatliners, doesn't matter what level you're in. Tuesday night tournaments, regional tournaments, national tournaments, flatliners win events. Yes. Dudes that Guys that live their life like a sniper, they win tournaments, and yep. that's a very unique trait that Hunter and Jacob possess. That's and, awesome. uh, 
done pretty well. Yeah. Well, you you and I are like this. I mean, we're we're eccentric, and and I'm sure you you probably either didn't take it as serious because when I I would make cuts in FLW, it was like that. Hey, I made it to day three. <laughs> let's let's have a good time, guys. We get to they're, they're going to have my guess what? They're going to have my entrance music today. It's like I'm a pro wrestler. I get to walk up to my own song on stage. To, I would think more about that than <laughs> what I was going to catch them on. I mean, truly, like that was just kind of my deal but then you look at a guy like uh, john cox like you're talking about this it's it's a different beast man he he, is john a cut up and a goofball like you and i well hell yes he's one of the biggest ones i know but when it comes to tournament suit he's just low and slow and like you said a sniper and he 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 shoots big shots and he hits most of them and you know the jason christie's of the world uh i.e not with a hard why the jason christie's of the world uh, those guys, those top guys, Luke, man. Luke, Luke, sometimes you can't stop yourself. Can I you? can't. I can't. I can't, but I love it so much. I just, I, I get tickled. Hey, he you threatened know, to sue what, me for slander. You you know, whatever. I, I, trust me. I, you know what's funny is, when you bring up the names like John Cox and a Christie, and you could talk about Hot a man. Van Dam. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. And I'll tell you something after, okay, so let's rewind. So I, I leave tournaments and then, you know, I, I get in a TV and then I've, I've been very fortunate enough to fish with all those guys. I look back on it now and I'm like, wow, I see where I, I would, I, I would slip up on final days is like you said, there was an amount of relief, mm-hmm. um, kind of a weight of the world gets off your shoulders, yes. you know, getting in that, in that, you know, having that success. But what's funny now is, um, I, I understand it. I, I understand that go for the jugular because I, I mean this sincerely. I treat every, as much as we goof around on a Zona show, Zona shows about catching them. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 I understand as much as it's different from a tournament. Um, I, I truly. The other side is, and my wife has said this. She said, "You know, Mark, I'm going to tell you something. You get pissed off that you look back on. Let's just say those three or four second place finishes in a row." She goes, "I know it still bothers you." She said, "I'm going to tell you something right now. If you would have won those." You would not be in television right now. That's a fact. She said, I know you well enough. You would not have done it. And I don't know. Maybe it was it was all meant to be. But uh, I, I would not trade it for the world because in some way, shape or for both of us, me and you. No doubt. We we have lived in every corner in some way, shape or form of this industry and, and it helps build who we are together. It does. And I don't think our stories are anywhere near finished. Like where, where you'll end up, where I'll end up. I and mean, there's no telling. I mean, it's uh it's, it is just that it's a journey in this industry and we're both fortunate to have lived at every corner of it. And, but there's more out there, you know, and I, I'm excited about where things are headed for, for me. And, and I'm excited where things are happening for the Zona show and, bass and you know everything going on right now it's kind of crazy but well all that being said man you, your background and all that because you you get this in in sports commentary sometimes and um people are like well, why does that guy get to talk about fishing 
he don't know nothing. <laughs> uh, he don't. He's not qualified to talk about Kevin Van Dam. He don't even fish no tournaments. TV guy, you know. And and then recently, uh, when when we were all sheep, uh, <laughs> it was pointed out that maybe you shouldn't be commentating things. But you are very qualified. <laughs> You're more than qualified. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if if some people think that I'm a sheep and I'm not qualified, look, man, that uh, that is that is that person or those people's perspective. Um, that 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 person's wolf running pack offered me a job doing the same thing. It's funny how that works out. And then yeah. you, and then when you don't run with the wolves, then automatically you're a, you're a sheep again. So. You know, you know what's funny about that is we're we're uh, you're talking about the Fletcher Shryock yes, yes, post of course, the, and the Fletcher and, post. And, I, and and Luke, I'm going to give you two quick, very 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 quick <laughs> points on that. Is I don't. Somebody asked me, "Wow, are you going to say something to?" No, no, I'm not. Look, if he thinks that of me, fantastic. That that are yeah. awesome, great. But here's what I will tell you: I don't know the dude. I don't know him. He was a camera boat driver for me and Tommy Sanders. True story. He did not make the cut his first season, and he was a camera boat driver on Bull Shoals. We went and looked at a little Brandon. Of all people, it was Brandon. Little Pollard. Brandon. And, and, and here's what's interesting. I thought, hell, this is a nice young kid, blah, 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 and stuff like that. And, and my, my kids saw that post, and, and look, it pissed my kids off. Yes, here's, it did. Here's, here's why it pissed, it pissed my kids off. pissed a lot of people off. off. If we're being it, honest, it, it, it pissed my children off for the simple fact their dad has worked at Bass since they've been on Earth. They're <laughs> a little, a little bit protective of that of that brand, and know how hard you work. And uh, it, to be fair, but but here's the other side of it. Okay, the other side of that, and this is on the personal side of it. You have gone to war sometimes recently with some pretty big wolves monsters in this industry, yes. okay? Yes. Okay? I, in 20 years of television, I, I've gone to battle with, with, with some scary, scary folks, okay? I am not going to get in the middle of him and my children pillow fighting on Instagram, <laughs> bro. I'm not, I don't give a shit, okay? <laughs> Now, the, I, I the, the junior high Instagram back and forth. Look, if that's what you believe, great, fantastic. Go, go run with, go run with the animals. That's that's whatever, <laughs> man. But but here's the other side of it from 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 a from, from a business from a business standpoint of that. It is. I, 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 I'm not a very big social media person. I hate to say it. The Scorpion Woman, she she posts every. I don't even know how to put up a post. <laughs> Okay, but she shows me everything and how to reply to folks that get on my, you know, Instagram and blah, blah, blah. So but but from a business standpoint, that whole phenomenon of what happened right there, I believe it was right around Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. I would absolutely if I'm a market, just take take Fletcher out of this situation. I would use that as an example of what not to ever do to yourself personally and in business 
clarify a simple post that you think was whether you think it was funny or whether you were serious about I think it was a ser- I think it was serious you know and that's me speaking out to him but I feel like it was like a bravado serious thing you know well, badass. But on a serious aspect, yeah. if I was in marketing, whether you're in this industry or you're not in this industry, I would use that as a, hey, 90% of the feedback on that was really, really, really negative. And it can hurt you just by a post that you might have thought was cool and harmless and fun or or you thought it might have been cool and funny dude that that to me that was the most telling thing of hey don't think about things before you hit yeah for sure post or sand that that's that those were my two independent i, I feel like i feel like people when they do uh Big companies, whoever in the fishing world, will now they'll put that post up and they'll be like, and now next we're going to show you low budget live. This is the podcast you should never do. <laughs> and you they'll know, say, hey, Luke, Luke, I want to tell you something. <laughs> I, I, I want to tell you something. I thought about this driving home from from Dale Hollow about your low budget live because I've I've watched every single one of them the last six months. I. I did a little gig several years ago. You would have been about nine years old. I did a little gig with Jay Kumar called Loudmouth Bass. I remember it. I remember it. Boy, it is taking a stick and putting it in a hornet's nest. Mm-hmm. And I, I loved that too, man. Loved it. And it goes back to the comment I made when you go to battle with really scary people. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's the thing. I thought at the time when we were, Doing loudmouth bass. Number one, we would tape a show, and I'd be like, "Oh crap, that's going to air, and that's going to really, really ruffle some feathers." But it, but it was frighteningly, frighteningly similar to low low budget live. Yep. You're just out there on a branch on your own. Yeah. At least I had Kumar to blame things on. <laughs> Which is let's let's be honest, Kumar is easy to blame, right? We can we think we can say that. Uh, I remember there, that he got, himself, he got himself in trouble. Trust me. Oh, of course, and he. Uh, you guys, that was the the David Dudley during the Elite Series or the Bassmaster Tour at the time when he was snatching them off the bed because they gave them their damn boat numbers. I'll sure. never forget that. Roland Martin said, David Dudley is an idiot. Yes. <laughs> On ESPN, I'll never forget that. But but you guys did. You uncovered some, some things and, and some dirt. But um, do you think – I know this is, this is easier, uh, easy to answer, really, but – have you? Do you think we've ever seen a time with this much turmoil in the professional bass fishing sport? Gosh, uh, no, 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 no. It's it easy, got, right? It got, it got revved up. You know, it got revved up pretty good back in the call it the early two thousands with FLW um, versus Bass a little. Sure, yeah. sure. But here's what I will tell you: as as much turmoil as there was a year ago and blurriness. It, it's starting to clear itself, in my opinion. And here's what I'll tell you. I, 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 be, I man, I believe what I'm going to, I believe this. I think it's good turmoil it, for, for the most part. Do I, I think agree? Bullshit? Do I think there's a lot of bullshit? Yeah, yeah I think there's a lot of bullshit, but, but it has opened the door to, it, let me, let me talk about where I work because that's what I pay attention to. Right. There are a lot of anglers on the Bassmaster Elite Series 
that should be so thankful for what happened because here's the thing it opened the doors for a gosh man so many dudes to really showcase they're pretty dang good and they got good personalities Uh, and they're they're characters yes absolutely and the other side is and and i'll always say this man if 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 you here here's what i've learned the last 12 months from the kind of stepping back watching what's transpired and putting myself in that, that situation if you're happy and content and satisfied with where you work what you bring home a year where you compete what you bring home a year don't ever compromise that mm-hmm. don't ever compromise that if if you're not make adjustments make change and, and here's what what has happened luke exactly that exactly that you looked at swindle and polinick and i and 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 i'm sure there's a few others that you know what making that change did not fit them it doesn't matter it doesn't matter as long as there is two options out there i do believe that's a good thing because inevitably um there's going to be parody and guys are going to figure out where they belong. So as a whole, I do believe um, it was disruptive, but disruptive for the most part, a good way yeah. for, for the mo- for the most part. Unless you were an FLW tour guy. <laughs> and then it's kind of like, nah. but a lot of things can be argued there back and forth sure. about the tour and, and the elite series and that. that kind of thing. But we never saw this kind of turmoil when it was just, to me, the elites and the tour, uh, you would hear some bickering. You would hear some guys, oh, the tour sucks. There's not as good a fishermen on there as are in the elite series. Yeah. And now some of those same guys that would be quoted as saying things like that are like uh, making videos on social media going, hey, guys out there at the FLW Pro Circuit, we'd like to wish you good luck. <laughs> You know, they yeah. they all of a sudden care about FLW, but um, because it's a part of their gig, and I and I get that. But I'm with you on options, and I and I do think that this, you know, you know, like I know the organization you work for, it woke them up. It woke up a sleeping yeah, yeah. giant. Well, I feel like, well, <laughs> but it woke one million them up. percent. Yeah, and, one million percent. And and you definitely yeah. for a Scott Canterbury, um, who was amazing on the FLW tour, but now he's been opened up to an entire, what I believe to be new fan base. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, from, from a, from a, from a very, uh, gosh, man, a lot, a lot of my, a lot of my, I consider best friends yes. and damn near, not damn near. I, I consider family, family. Yes. You know, they, I don't work with them anymore from a selfish standpoint. That pisses me pisses me off that's what mercer said yep same thing that's a yep that's a that but that's a very selfish standpoint if if those dudes are happy and content and dude that i get that i get that do i miss them shoot one of them was at the house two weeks ago and i said man it sucks because i thought we were going to retire together and we're not going to retire together that's just a fact of life yep but the the other side is, and I and I mean this. I I I made this comment to Boyd Duckett at, at the 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 Bass Fishing Hall of Fame. Number one, not this comment. Number one, if you've got eighty men, eighty to hundred men, you are never going ever ever going to satisfy every person. There. No. It's, it is. Im- 
especially in the sport of bass fishing. <laughs> yes, it's impossible. It cannot be done. You, but the thing I said to Boyd is, and 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 I, you know, I, I congratulated them on a great year, and and he, you know, returned the compliment. And I said, man, I said, if there's one thing that I that I wish for, it's that the 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 majority where they fish ends up really happy. And, and I believe, I believe this, that will find itself over the next 24 months. I believe that, Luke. I do too. I do too. I, I think we've got, and, and I think a little bit of it, you know, like with the podcast, stirring the pot a little bit this fall and things like that, it's the off season, right? There's nothing going on. You and I can't talk about how great John Cox is uh, in the off season because he's not fishing a tournament. But now the season's kicked up. Bass right. has started. I think uh, I think BPT starts back maybe the same week you guys start back at St. John's. Um, you know, so bass fishing's back. All of this will die down, and guys will will find their place. I, I, it's look. There's a lot of we all get defensive, okay. And if somebody said, "Hey, Zona, bass sucks," you you would be like, "Hey, man, look, that's my livelihood." So I get why they got disgruntled with things I said. I totally get it. And I've talked about this on here too much, but, um, but I think all of the kind of defending your home team and your home turf, once that new and that shine kind of wears off a little bit, I think everybody will just kind of do their thing. It'll all fall into the place. The new normal will happen and, and, uh, we'll all move on. I hope that's the case. I, I believe that. I do believe that. I know, you know, one of the things, it, it was interesting. It was the final day of the season last year when Seth won um, the Angler of the Year tournament where Canterbury ended up winning Angler of the Year. The The season was over. I was driving home, and, and I called my boss uh, and business partner, Mike McKinnis, and we were talking about the season. You know, everything, everything was, it was fairly, gosh, I, it's almost like you could not have, Luke, you could not have kind of scripted a better season. It was a great season. For, it was a great season. Um, and I don't, and I don't, listen, I don't want this to sound the wrong way. The reason I'm talking about bass, it's where I work. Right. Yeah. It's and where, me, me too. I don't, I can talk about. and I don't want it to come across that I'm like rah, rah bass because like MLF, I didn't watch a ton of the tournaments. Like the tournament they had in Raleigh, North Carolina, where they caught a bunch event. of big, was a freaking amazing event to watch. Table Rock bored me. Nominal event. Table Rock bored me. Yeah, but uh, but but dude, the this year on and but Bass was interesting because they lost the freaking quote and I'm using air quotes here. You'll see this in the video, <laughs> but they lost the quote heavy hitters. But then guys freaking stepped up, and you had amazing storylines and you had, dude, it was great. It was a great yes. year. And, and I remember, and I you know what's weird is I gave I gave a, uh, a a speech to the to the 2020 Elite Series field, and a year ago I remember this. I don't forget this shit. Okay, I remember people telling me to my face, crowds were not going to come mm-hmm. to two tournaments. Mm-hmm. The guys were not going to catch them as good, and there was going to be a mass sponsor exodus. That did not happen. Nope. That did not happen. But but here's what here's what I want to go back to uh, on that note is we as a group where I work, uh, the guys that fish, you can't let off the throttle right now. Yeah, we we had a wonderful 2019 and everything was a little bit, you know, it was wow, it's a new group and it's kind of you're 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 
everything came together and it was it was great. But but the, the comment I made to Mike McKinnis is we have to work. You hear any good football team say this. We have to work twice as hard next year to be remotely close to as good as we not better, not better, as good as we were the year prior. Mm hmm. So I really believe in my mind, in my heart, that we have to really, really stand out in 2020 just to stay where we were at for 2019. I, I get that and totally respect it. It's it's that, but it's the same as you and I. You can't be complacent. You and I got complacent when we made cuts in tournaments. That's what we're sitting here talking about. It's what kept us from being moving on to that uh, holding the winning trophy. You know, um, it's fair. It's fair. and it, that's fair to say. So it's the same thing. You've got you do the bass does have to keep going, and you've got a new crop of guys coming in that are all freaking catchers. Um, some more FLW uh, bread and butter coming over there. You got guys in the opens. The opens are stronger than they've ever been. I feel like field side, field wise, um, it's crazy. It's going to get back to, um, it, it, and, and not that it wasn't competitive last. I mean, the weights were crazy. Andy Morgan said this to me one time about the Elite Series, and Andy, of course, long time tour guy now, a Bass Pro Tour. He said, Duncan. 15 pounds over here is just like 15 pounds over there. And there's a lot of truth to that. 15 pounds of, of bass truth. is 15 pounds of bass. And no matter who the, the names on the jerseys are, you take a, a qualified group of anglers to a great lake, they're going to figure it out, first of all, and those weights are going to stay similar. Yes. Whether you know them or not. Like, that's just how professional fishing works. You know, Luke, I, I, I'll tell you, and this is, uh, this is kind of, off the beaten path of what we're talking about right now, but it goes along the same lines as 15 or 20 pounds here is 15 or 20 pounds there or whatever it is. But the one thing that I really saw this year, and I said this on Ike live, so I'm sure some of your view, some of your listeners heard me say this. One of the, probably the most standout things that I learned in 2019. And this is, on the elite series this is on mlf this is on flw i don't care what anybody says the bass the fish itself is still the star of this game no doubt no okay? doubt hey, look man i could go out and act like a jackass all day long on a zona show but if you if that if that star of the show doesn't show up i don't have a show nope and I really, this year in particular, stood out to me that that little dude that swims was, is, and always will be long after you and I and all of your listeners are gone. That is the most important thing out there. And all the personalities and all, all that is to me, that's all window dressing, man. Mm -hmm. That's Smoke all, and mirrors. It, Smoke it, it, it. Yeah, it's part of the game, and it, but it's a condiment. Yep, it's a condiment. the The main course, it's that fish, man. That's why we all got into this crap for fun. Yep, yep. And and and, and it to me really showed itself last year. It did. It did for sure. Yep. And I think it will continue to this year, man. Uh, so what's next for Zona Show? We'll we'll uh, we'll segue right into some positive, happy vibes. And that, that, dude, that's great stuff, uh, folks. You gotta you gotta admire uh, Mark 
not only he's taking up for his organization, but he's also telling you, hey, we got to keep our shit going. We got to keep it going the right way. So dude, a lot of respect for saying that, man. Uh, but what's next for the Zona show this year? So this is this is season what for you? Uh, well, it's it's actually season fifteen, wow. but it was on es it was on ESPN for five years. So actual Zona show, it's uh, season I believe we're on season ten or eleven. Um, but there's a Luke, there's a lot coming, and I know you got a YouTube thing all yeah. all. All fired up oh, and yeah. spicy and yes. lathered up. Yes. I, I would like to tell you, I think you and I could. What, what's the kids call it? Collabing? Uh, we're going. Collab? No, we going collab. <laughs> we going collab? collab. Yeah, it's collabing, bud. Yeah. I I, I think there's a lot of um, I my, my the lovely Scorpion woman Karen. She looked at my schedule basically starting next week until September. Um, and I got a little couple things at home I got to tend to, but. Uh, there is a lot of content coming. There's yes. a lot, whether it's TV or Zona Live or a new project that I'm taking on. Um, there is a lot of stuff coming. So Back I know, I, you know, you made a comment. You made a comment that why don't I give you a call that when I come down to Dale Hollow? Who knows? Maybe next January, Luke. I'll be down there for a month. You never know. Nice. Ooh. Now that's some, that's some teasing some teasing goodness right there. I like it. I don't know if it's real good. I don't know if it's real good on a marriage, but man, we're gonna be <laughs> swatting on them. <laughs> well, the triple threat, as I call her, Marissa D. Uh, she just had to put up with it. She's a triple threat. The dang triple mm-hmm. threat. Hey, I'm sending her to Miranda Lambert tonight, boy. So she don't even know what to do with me right now. I Surprise have no her. idea who that is. <laughs> I love you, Mark Zona. <laughs> She's like one of the biggest chicks in country music ever, man. She was married to Blake uh, Shelton or something. I know you're not a country guy. I know. Nah, nah, I nah. know. You're, on, you're speaking another language. Right <laughs> well, well, my wife and daughter really like her and uh, surprise them with tickets. So your boy is uh, things are looking up. Things are looking up not for the weekend. Well done. I wanted to get Karen uh, tickets to Alice in Chains, but she didn't get all. <laughs> Fired up with pop and sizzle when I told her. <laughs> she she made you the man in the box when you offered that. <laughs> All right, buddy. I've taken up uh, way too much of your time, but good lord, this was a good time. Really good time. Luke, you are one of my best buds. Keep it up, and uh, let's get that collab. Oh, the collab. Hey, we can we wear chains when we collab like rappers? Yeah, watch this. Ding. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you, Mark Zona. <laughs> See you, buddy. Oh, Lord have mercy. That was too fun. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. That was uh, that was a great time. That was a great, great time. Um, some good stuff there, man. Mark is uh, he's a class act in this sport. And... Uh, you know, that man, if everybody was like him, the world would be a better place. Love Mark Zona. Always makes me laugh. So big thanks to Mark for coming on. And thanks to you guys for listening to this. Um, I always try to end every show this way, but I really appreciate it, okay? There's a lot coming out. The new Boats and Pros will air, air, <laughs> will drop. I'm a, I'm, I like TV. I'm an old man. It will drop next Thursday. With Gerald Swindle, the first Boats and Pros episode with Gerald Swindle. And I'm actually filming 
the second Boats and Pros, which you will see in February, this coming Tuesday with none other than Jordan Lee. So, uh, man, I, please, this, this thing was my vision. It's something I've thought about for a long time, and I'm so unbelievably proud of what Tanner Lines and I have put together. Big thanks to Gerald for doing it, and it just... Let me know. Please give me feedback on it, you know, in the comments, what what you like, what you don't like, whatever. But it's something that it's different, and uh, it's a lot of fun. And I think you're going to learn a lot about Gerald, and you're going to learn about uh, just some different things. But uh, can't wait for you all to check that out. Um, comment below, guests you want to see on the show, man. We, we uh, I appreciate uh, appreciate the, the heads up and the tips. If there's anybody you want me to talk to, reach out to. I would absolutely uh, love to get them on here. Thank you all for supporting LBL. Hope you all all have a great week. Be sure to uh, be sure to always, always, always hug your mama and them, right? Always hug your mama. Always hug your mama and uh, uh, love on everybody. Take care, everybody, this week. Have a great one. Taking you out with some Luke Duncan Biloxi Blues. Also going to have some new music coming soon. Working on that. Some Luke Duncan Biloxi Blues. Thank y'all so much. See ya next week. Spanish moss, a Civil War ghost. Well, I'm gonna leave them in the past. Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine. It don't matter, east or west. North, south, wherever the wind blows. I'm leaving those burdens at rest. It does not know my name And I don't care No, I don't care Headed my way For another place And I got three good tires and a spare Just a white line gypsy Getting out of Mississippi With just enough gas to get there